I V M. Hello, welcome, and khushamadid. You're listening to the note with me, Mahro Khanayat. For the past close to 150 days, the investigation into the death of actor Sushant Singh Rajput has dominated the news space. From headlines in print to prime time coverage to social media, of the many stories emanating from this investigation, there are many who have deeply impacted Bollywood. Joining me on the note for this episode is an independent journalist and somebody who perhaps understands Bollywood than most others, Kaveri Bamsai. Kaveri, we've really. seen about 140 plus days of breathless reporting on this controversial mm-hmm. death and and i'm talking about actor sushant singh rajput which i'm guessing most listeners know of or <laughs> have heard of or been yeah. involved in uh, questions on how he died murdered did he take his own life now with the all india institute of medical sciences saying that it is suicide without a doubt i know that's been questioned as well but for the moment we have the highest authority as far as aims is concerned saying that it is suicide let me start by asking you and i'm giving a context to my listeners that this is what has happened for the past 140 days what do you think has this done to the memory of sushant singh rajput well uh, i think uh, it hasn't done too much uh, to him unfortunately a very young promising talented uh, uh, outsider who came to bollywood through uh, television uh, and did a lot of interesting films with very very well known directors you know from uh, it's not easy to impress people like dibaka banerji or to impress people like rajun hirani he did and uh when you spoke to them privately they were uh, real fans of his work you know and of course his work in uh, ms dhoni the untold story is a classic but uh, mm-hmm. i think what it has done is unfortunately uh, for him uh, you know while in uh, life he wasn't quite recognized for his work and it is true uh, he didn't get the kind of credit that he always craved uh perhaps he was in a hurry and in uh, the industry you know you can never be in a hurry they will only grant you success uh in their own time uh if you play the game by their rules uh, in the manner that they wish you to play it uh so uh, exactly um he's exactly where he was in life unfortunately a tremendous talent uh who never quite fulfilled his potential for whatever reason and in death he remains something of um, an enigma because in death as well he is someone whose life was cut short whose movies haven't still got the kind of attention that they ought to true uh, you know he's not like a james dean character a uh, uh, james dean died young but mm. his movies uh, you know whether it was the giant or rebel without a cause they became classic Unfortunately, the same hasn't happened with Shushant, Shushant Singh Rajput because I fear uh, what has happened to his reputation after um, his death. Uh, you know, whether it is uh, the association with drugs or whether it is the association with mental illness, both are uh, areas of tremendous taboo in India. You know, there's such a stigma attached to both things. You know, mm. and there's such a silence attached to those two. 
conversations that we really ought to be having about how um, uh, psychologically equipped are some people in the industry for uh, fame, to manage fame. You know, they, you can manage failure, but managing fame fame. and a certain degree of fame is actually much more difficult. And um, I think that is really where I feel that uh, we we are really where we started with uh, his memory. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the drug angle, the alleged drug, uh, drug angle, if I oh, may sorry. say so. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, that and so many other controversies have been made part of this, you know, larger investigation into yes. Sushant's death. Um, one of the things, one of the, you know, as they say, the pictures that is going to be remembered is these top actors being summoned by the NCB, right? Yes. How yeah. do you think this has impacted the perception of these actresses? A tremendous amount, you know, because if you, uh, I mean, for actresses in Bollywood, really, their brand is everything. And their brand uh, isn't necessarily dependent just on the movies uh, they do. Uh, whether we like it or not, what Kangana Ranaut says about movie actresses in uh, Bollywood is largely true. A couple of item songs and a couple of romantic scenes and really that's it. That's what most of these, uh, even the A-list actresses get when they're with the A-list stars. Hmm. So their brand really is dependent on uh, their association with certain virtues. You know, whether it's uh, Deepika, it's really her association with integrity, with grace, beauty. Uh, with Sara, it's youth and, uh, you know, bright and bubbly uh, personality, which Shatta, it's a certain kind of innocence, a certain kind of uh, good, yes, good work as well, but a certain kind of innocence, a certain kind of purity, which she's reflected in her film so mm. far, you know, whether you look at Ashiki or Half Girlfriend. So, um, and these actresses really, uh, we all know the situation with pay in Bollywood. It's not equal pay for men and women. Hmm. So these actresses really make their money from endorsements. And, right. And endorsements are all about the kind of image you project. Now, brands are, of course, going to be extremely wary of continuing to invest in these women. And that is really where... I think the misogynistic nature of our society as well as the whole system comes uh, comes out, you know. Hmm. Is is it to suggest that the men in Bollywood are not uh, taking drugs or are not involved in uh, drugs, uh, if indeed these women are? Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. But the fact that certain women have been targeted, and it just so happens that one of them is a woman who is, stood for, uh, you know, very liberal uh, values outside Bollywood as well and has right. made a political statement without actually saying much. Hmm. Just by appearing in JNU uh, at a very critical moment in, uh, uh, you know, the country's history. Yes. So I think that is what is very significant, that these women are being targeted in a way where it hurts them most, in their brand value, in their endorsement value. And I certainly see that there will be some kind of uh, uh, re, uh, you know, some kind of discussion with brands uh, about the kind of value that they will continue to have. Mm. Brands will reconsider their decision to uh, put money on uh, on these women, and really, their whole the whole economy that surrounds uh, the women actors in Bollywood 
is all about endorsements, public appearances, uh, stage appearances, stage performances, and that, that is where the public, uh, uh, the, the the reputation matters most. And I think when that takes a hit, uh, public perception has certainly, uh, uh, you know, uh, they have certainly, uh, you know, fallen in the uh, eyes of uh, the Indian public. You know, it, you can't yeah. help it. We are a judgmental nation. Yes. And uh, I think that is what has really hurt them the most. And it but, will hurt them the most. But that is one part of it, right? Hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people that I speak with who say, why does Bollywood need outside support when it will not support itself? Hmm. Right? Do you yeah. think that is a harsh assessment? I mean, we saw Deepika and the other actresses being paraded uh, to uh, by the NCB for whatever their reasons might be. And I don't want to get into that because that's a whole different uh, discussion yeah. altogether. But she had none of the biggies, as they are called, of Bollywood speak out yeah. for her. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, always maintained the fact that Bollywood, unfortunately, is pretty much responsible for the situation it finds itself in. It's constant seeking of uh, political um, sucker, political uh, uh, sort of uh, association, political, um, uh, you know, uh, kind of sanction. Uh, you've seen it repeatedly, whether it's uh, going to take selfies with the prime minister or whether it's uh, appearing before him like very obedient children when it comes to um, uh, talking about Gandhi. Uh, or even if you see Karan Johar's latest uh, uh, announcement yes. uh, that he and very uh, very very prominent directors will be part of this whole nation building process, which indeed the prime minister had requested the, uh, uh, them to do in October last year, hmm. uh, tells you exactly how uh, devoid of a spine uh, the industry is. Hmm. Here you have uh, Karan Johar, one of the leading lights of the industry, who's been pilloried and truly pilloried, pilloried so much that he had to actually take a break from Twitter hmm. uh, by trolls who are very clearly associated with the ruling party. Whether it can be proved or not, we still don't know. We have that University of Michigan study. But the fact is that um, by coincidence or by accident, a lot of people who pilloried him also happen to be from the right wing. And right. yet, instead of actually taking a stand against the kind of uh, uh, trolling that's taking place, the kind of vilification that's taking place, including of himself, mm. uh, he does not speak up. Yes, he speaks up because he was involved in a party which he uh, stupidly, I think, very stupidly. Put that video out. <laughs> uh, took a video uh, out. But that also I'll come to later. I think that's also very uh, interesting. The way certain people in the industry have to portray themselves as collectors of people, you know, and mm. collectors of uh, sort of very um, young, promising stars to show their power. Hmm. See, everyone in the industry derives their power from something or someone else. Hmm. It could be uh, the association that they have with certain superstars. It usually works for uh, what are called the A-list actresses. If they are in enough uh, movies which uh, star A-list actors. Hmm. Or it could be the association that certain producers have with certain young promising stars you know mm. so uh, they become sort of the 
patron saint or the high priest, uh, to use Kangana Ranaut's favorite term, yeah. uh, of uh, these Nepo kids, as, they, as she calls them. Hmm. But that is really their source of power. So if you have such people hmm. who are, in fact, ought to be actually leaders of the industry, being so craven in hmm. front of uh, the display of brazen display of power, yes. brazen display of uh, state power, brazen violation of privacy laws, brazen misuse of, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, the media indirectly or directly. And yet, what is the response? The response is to actually seek more uh, uh, validation from the very same state. I find oh. that absolutely, absolutely objectionable. You know, Bollywood keeps saying that, uh, you know, we are India's soft power, but we yeah. are also a soft target. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't you think that's a very easy way of kind of saying that we are soft targets, but we won't speak because we make for new cycles to run? Uh, right. I mean, I believe that a Tapsi Pannu or a Richa Chadda or a Anubhav Sena or an Anuna Kashyap who have been speaking out have yes. as much to lose as uh, the big stars do. Do you think the kind of, you know, coverage that we are seeing is also because a large number of newsrooms presume that these actors are not going to come out and speak for themselves or the others? Is that uh, uh, perhaps the reason why why this targeting has been so virulent and so vicious? Absolutely. Now, you know, uh, the last time uh, any major, major star spoke up for himself and fought for his community in a way, uh, of course, it is very difficult for, say, the Sri Khan to always speak for their community. You know, they're yes. immediately expected to speak as Muslims. And mm. that may not be their first reaction to any argument, you know. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, you know, they, they have many, many identities. Uh, their religion is just one of the many identities they have. Yes. But, of course, in uh, an increasingly polarized India, they are seen as having that as a prominent identity. You know, they are Muslim stars. No matter that they have uh, played uh, such a vast number of Hindu, uh, uh, you know, uh, characters over the years. They have actually, uh, in a way, participated in the soft Hindutva that we have seen through the 90s and through the 2000s. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, Rahul Raj Pasharu uh, Khan has actually uh, participated in many more Hindi, uh, Hindu rituals on screen than I think more Hindu actors have. Mm. Mm. But, uh, uh, but I think the last time you heard someone like him speak up was in 2010, if you remember, when yes. My Name is Khan was being released. Yes. And he was being targeted for having said that Pakistani cricketers should play in IPL. Yes. And that was when, he, you know, uh, um, him wearing his hat as an IPL owner and a perfectly respectable and perfectly logical statement to make. Mm. And he was vilified and pilloried and of course there were dharnas outside his uh, home. And of course uh, there is a sense that, um, uh, you know, there is danger and they are under threat and uh, at that point I think his uh, daughter was largely, I think, all alone at home and he was uh, very upset. But the fact is that that was the last time he spoke up and stood up to the Sena and said that I will not apologize. Mm. After that, you have had a succession of statements. Whenever, especially the three Khans, as they're called, whenever they make a statement, whether it's about intolerance, as Amal Khan made in 2015 or again, 
Shahrukh Khan echoed the same thought in 2015. Later, uh, whenever Salman has spoken about, uh, he spoke about 2611, I remember, and said that uh, it, uh, you know, it hurt uh, India more uh, because the elites were targeted rather than the poor, which of mm. course I... Mm-hmm. You know, you um, <laughs> you may agree with or disagree. Yeah. But uh, at at on all occasions they have uh, apologized. On yeah. all occasions they have said, no, no, we're extremely sorry because either they were targeted online mm-hmm. or the brands they endorsed were targeted online. If you remember when I yes. talked about intolerance, and mm-hmm. immediately Snap Deal was uh, uh, being pressured to withdraw him as ambassador. So uh, they have had that argument that whenever we speak up, we uh, end up losers. But they don't. What they don't realize is they don't end up losers. Their brand value, as it's called, mm. ends up losing. But mm. you know that is what unfortunately has happened to Bollywood. Even mainstream actors were loved and revered and really respected. I mean, when you talk about Sri Khan, they were. A tremendous body of work for over three decades where they've entertained loads of people, right. not just in mm. India, but across the world. And they've given so much joy to so many people, you know. Mm. And, you know, you can't argue that their work is nothing. But for them not to respect their own work, for them not to respect their own, um, uh, you know, their own cinema and their own contribution to society and to only think of themselves as brands as businesses yes. which unfortunately they have become largely mm, mm. that is i think the biggest uh, uh, failure in uh, uh, the industry and i think that is what distinguishes us from hollywood where uh, you will still get a meryl streep or a brad pitt uh, talking out against uh, speaking up against uh, the establishment yes uh, because they are not just about money, you know, mm. they're also about uh, art, they're also about artistic expression, which yes. really, uh, you know, um, Indian actors ought to be as well. But I think the commerce has overtaken the art uh, in the industry. And very, valid point, where, uh, very valid point that you make that commerce perhaps yeah. has overtaken art. Um, yeah, and that's really why I think they're yeah. in a sad situation there. And, and, you know, you can't even respect them anymore. You respect yeah, their work, yeah, they speak to their work, you should be happy that they do, I suppose. Mm. But I don't think it's enough. Um, you know, Kaveri, um, one is the stars that are already established. The, yeah. uh, then there is this whole dynamic of the newer stars that are coming up, right? right? And one of the things that has been discussed ad nauseum is this whole nepotism debate, right? Mm. Those with a Bollywood lineage, Right, mm. are terrified from what I hear and I speak mm. to a lot of them about mm. releasing their films now. Especially, mm. you know, after Sadak 2, trailer got panned, Ailea mm. got a lot of flack, uh, Varun Dhawan has a film coming up. Do you think star kids are going to lose their sheen, at least in the foreseeable future? You know, uh, this is again something that I disagree with Maruk. You know, they all terrified, but they're terrified because they're making bad movies. Sadak mm. 2 was a terrible <laughs> movie. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how, I don't know what Mahesh Bhatt was on, but it was a terrible, terrible movie. Um, and now, uh, when you look at Love Archipel, for instance, it was released before um, the lockdown. But if it had been released during the lockdown, it would have been banned and it mm. ought to have been banned. It was banned even before uh, mm. the lockdown. 
So I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, you know, uh, what uh, the mood of the nation is currently, which is anti, uh, uh, you know, nepotism, anti um, uh, dynasty, pro meritocracy. No, hmm. I think the mood of the nation is give us something good and we'll uh, respect that and we'll enjoy it. So Jaiti Palavat can become a star overnight, not yep. because he doesn't belong, uh, you know. Because he's an outsider, no. Actually, the viewer couldn't care less. Mm. It's because he's part of a, a series that everyone enjoyed and everyone thought, my God, this is something so new and so different. Mm. So during this lockdown, you've had so many new stars. You've had uh, old, uh, older stars like Nawazuddin, whose reputation has been strengthened because they've been part of really good cinema right. and uh, really good work. Hmm. But if you if you think that you know because you have a famous last name you can get away with a sad remake of something that was done in the 90s and hope you know your smile and your charisma is enough to uh, make up for it. A, you're doing a remake, okay, hmm. which in itself is I think suggestive of the fact that there's very little originality left in the industry. Hmm. So you're doing uh, your um, uh, to your uh, nepo, nepo kid, mm. <laughs> so to say. Such so a you've you got term. two, mm. yeah, which mm. is really a strange term. <laughs> you've got two strikes against you. Mm. And then it's a remake which is also not very good. And all these movies are from the 90s. It's not that people have forgotten how enjoyable they were. That mm. was an enjoyable film when it was made. Yes. Cooley, uh, number one was enjoyable when it was made. Hmm. Now you expect that uh, people will forget Govinda and, you know, embrace Varun Dhawan regardless. No. Hmm. When Varun Dhawan does good work, he's appreciated, you know. Hmm. When Alia does a movie like Dears in the Key, she's appreciated. But if you do a movie which is so obviously bad, hmm. um, you know. Then so it doesn't I, really matter who was acting in the film. Exactly. And, it and yeah. it doesn't matter what your last name is, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, even say something like uh, Gujran Saxena, you know, with Janvi Kapoor. Yeah. Uh, of course it was banned, but uh, the fact was that it wasn't such a bad movie, partly because it starred Pankaj Tripathi, who of course manages to elevate anything. <laughs> <laughs> again, yeah. again, uh, the sign that good work and, you know, uh, good art is appreciated regardless of what your surname is. Hmm. So, uh, so I think you have to, they, instead of being terrified about uh, the environment, they should be wondering what has gone wrong in the way they're choosing their movies, movies. the way they're, hmm. they're uh, associating with, um, you know, the, the directors who they ought to associate with. They, they should be working with newer directors, more interesting directors, not just taking, you know, not just putting uh, sort of uh, a little toe in the water and then yeah. testing it and withdrawing it and saying, no, no, that's enough. We've done enough art for, mm-hmm. you know, one year or two years. No, they have to experiment more. Kaviri, I, in this conversation with you, um, I do not want to leave the media out of it, right? Of course. Uh, um, I mean, there are, there's no denying that there are cliques in Bollywood, right? Like you said, there are these power groups uh, that kind of thrive off the fact that they're together and each kind of helps the other, right? Right. Um, I've heard, I've seen that there are actors, no matter how successful or popular, will still not find themselves on the cover of certain magazines because they're not part of that clique, right? Yeah. So how much is this 
entertainment and fashion media responsible for the so-called star culture, this insider versus outsider debate? Don't you think it fuels it? Isn't it the messenger that is kind of fueling this entire uh, proposition, if one were to call it that? Exactly, it does. But uh, remember that there is a consumer out there as well. You know, whoever says to me that, oh, look at what the media is doing, why are they obsessed with the Shushan Singh Rajput case? But look at that TRC. You know, people are consuming it. And uh, people, not everyone is a fool or not everyone is part of the herd. Mm. It is resonating deeply in a lot of people. It is the way they are currently feeling. It is the way that uh, people have felt for a long time. Mm. Uh, they do feel disenfranchised. They do, if they especially come from small towns, feel that they're always looked down upon. Their English is smeared at. Their, the way they dress is laughed at. So there's a tremendous sense of um, uh, discomfort. And there's also a tremendous sense of hurt, anger, rage, uh, which has been boiling, seething hmm. for a long time. And I think now is the moment when all this has really come to uh, sort of the boil, uh, so to speak. Hmm. Why Shushan Singh Rajput's case has attracted so much attention is because people feel something for it. Mm. It's not that people are foolish, that they're just tuning into the same story every day. They feel something there. And there mm. is, uh, of course, there's a Sharon Freud moment as well. Uh, there's nothing like seeing top stars being, you know, questioned and mm. their reputations being, uh, you know, torn to shreds. There's that. And the whole celebrity culture, which you talk of, of course, we've seen it uh, aided and abetted by stylists, by managers, by managers of managers, you know, mm. by uh, the kind of um, uh, agency that Quan is. Mm. And uh, you've had layers of, and layers of people intervening between the star and the media. And that has caused over the years a tremendous sense of discomfort as well. The right. media has also not been very happy. Uh, you mm. know, it's not that uh, they've been very happy with the kind of uh, cutting off of uh, big stars that has happened. And remember, most people in the media have been around for uh, long oh, enough right. to remember, yeah, uh, yeah to remember uh, the time when, say, a Shah Rukh Khan or an Amitabh Bachchan would answer your phone directly, you know. Mm. Uh, there was never this layer of people <laughs> and intermediaries between uh, the star and the media. Mm. So imagine... Now, that distance between the star and the media and then between the star and the public. Right. So, just imagine the magnification of that distance. Mm. So, the kind of identification that, uh, say, uh, the public had with uh, stars in the 90s where, you know, they would read about them in Stardust and they would consume everything so ferociously because the uh, material was limited, you know, but they would still consume it and they, they would still know everything. Mm. <laughs> Whether it was rumor or fact yes. uh, about the star, you know, uh, and and those uh, ironic nicknames that became so famous, you know, it was Garam Dham Dham, what Garam Dharam, <laughs> Dharam, and, yeah, uh, and uh, Asli Ji and all that. I mean, they became part of our culture, you know, they mm. became part of our pop culture. So from that to now, where stars are really very distant now from the media and from therefore also from the public. Mm. Um, uh, that there is a moment when they say, okay, let's see, let's 
see them behaving like ordinary people let's see them come down uh, uh, to earth and let's see them uh, you know walking to ncb instead of walking uh, the red carpet at uh, the can film festival hmm. so there is unfortunately that sense as well so Okay, so many different things that are working at the same time. I'm just going to finally ask, and I know I've taken a lot of your time, and these have been fantastic insights. No, no, it's insight. very enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, there's one person who's been very, very important, an important factor in all of this, apart from Sushant and Ria. Yeah. And that is Kangana. I'm not going to ask a question around her. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to specifically ask you that Kangana, while she has, you know, brought down the industry, as many say, by the kind of claims and allegations she made, she's also raised some very, very valid points, right? Absolutely. What yeah. has the Kangana factor done to Bollywood? Well, I think it's pretty much brought it to its knees because remember, when she speaks, she speaks from a sense of authenticity and there is nothing that works more than authenticity when she talks about her own drug experiences when she talks about her own exploitation at the hands of uh, you know what she calls a character actor we all know who he is when she talks about this whole craving to be uh, uh, accepted by uh, not a, not just accepted by Ritik but for Ritik to accept that he had an affair with her you know Hmm. There's something very, there's something really so uh, sad about it and so poignant about it. Here you have someone who, this is so much success and truly, uh, I mean, when you talk about Tanu as Manu Returns, remember hmm. it, it's a movie that made a hundred, almost 150 crore, yes. which just hurt, yes. her in two roles, you know, hmm. Madhavan was incidental. Hmm. So, uh, you know, that was a movie that did so well. Uh, of course, she was coming off uh, uh, a series of films by Vidya Balan uh, as well, which sort yeah. of opened uh, uh, the industry and uh, I think uh, the Sinegoa to the idea that you could have women who were leading the films rather than being just a mere accessory. So, and we'd had uh, we'd had Sri Devi earlier as well, who had shown us that. But then, of course, uh, the Amitabhera. Uh, and uh, she can't flatten uh, all that. Hmm. Uh, but the fact that um, uh, she was able to, um, uh, you know, uh, the the fact that she did so well, she was in such uh, popular movies, and yet she was never accepted by the industry. Hmm. And uh, when when she finally did really well, say with Tanu, with Manu and Queen, then they suddenly started noticing her and wanted to cast her in movies with, uh, say a Salman Khan and she turned around and said no no thank you very much I'm very happy uh, being the star and director and writer and producer of my own movies I'll do my own thing yes. you go your way so when she speaks about Bollywood she speaks from a sense of great authenticity a sense of great pain mm. and uh, whether you like her or not or whether you think she's exploiting it for her own ends and she says she is she's mm. not even hiding that fact she says that she's settling her own scores. People accuse her of settling scores and she says, why should I not? Mm. You know, if I don't take revenge for what I've gone through, who will? So the fact that you have someone who is so uh, upfront about her motives and speaks of her own experience, which nobody else, I have to say, has been so frank. 
Hmm. Nobody. Hmm. And do you think that other women in the industry have not suffered uh, similar situations? They've just, you know, taken it on the chin and carried on. Hmm. The last time anyone spoke up against a major actor was Aishwarya Rai Bachchan. And she, of course, had a lot of guts as well. Yes. To say that this is a man who uh, caused her bodily harm and who could not understand when he was rejected and uh, who uh, continued to stalk her, who continued to chase her. Remember, it was a very, very brave decision by uh, a woman at that point. And mm. she was also pretty much ostracized by many in the industry yes. uh, because they were so scared of Salman, who, mm. who, you know, who, of course, after that, um, you know, had a resurgence in uh, his career. But, um, you know, then there comes a time in, you know, I think every woman's life where she says, okay, I've had enough and now let me now settle down and, you know, have a quiet life, which is what Aishwarya did and, uh, you know, kudos to her. But uh, Kavina has clearly decided that she is not going to keep quiet. She will uh, show the industry its place and she continues, if you see her latest tweet, to mm. equate herself with Shashank Singh Rajput. Hmm. The only difference she says is that he, uh, you know, he uh, died and I'm still alive despite uh, uh, several attempts to silence me. Of course, there's a certain amount of melodrama attached to it. Hmm, but, quite a um, lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but remember, Maruk, I think uh, because she speaks the truth, uh, it may not be the whole truth, but it is her truth. Hmm. And people can see that it is her truth. Uh, she may be holding a lot back, which makes you suspect what all must she have endured to be here where she is. Hmm. So I think that is what resonates with people. And people think, you know, she can't be so uh, uh, upfront without having uh, something to save herself, which is rooted in reality. Hmm. I think that's why she makes such a difference. And that's why people listen to her. Kaveri, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And thank you for these wonderful insights. Uh, And I'm so happy that you are part and been with me on the note. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maruk. It was a real pleasure. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at the rate IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm Mahru Khinayat on Twitter and Mahru Khinayat on Instagram as well.